Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic, where we get to know the people behind the creative industries. We are your host, music web designer Ross Barber, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm award-winning singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and indie filmmaker, Marcia Novelli. Joining us this week is Canadian actor, playwright, and author Donna Whiteman. An apple orchard farmer turned actor, Donna has written and starred in plays including Life as a Pomegranate, for which she won the Midtown International Theatre Festival Outstanding Actress Off-Broadway Award, The Hush Baby, and Containers. Her film TV work includes roles in Treatment, Acapulco, and True Crimes, and she has also starred in a commercial for Ford. We're looking forward to hearing Donna's story and the advice she would offer to aspiring actors, particularly in Canada. Hi, Donna. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm great. Awesome. It's so fun. Awesome. Let's get let's get right to it and ask. Uh, I want to ask you three things about yourself that everyone should know. Three things that everyone should know. I love elephants, and in the novel I just wrote, there's an orange elephant. Um, second thing everyone should know is that I'm. I really love smart people. I know there's eight types of human intelligence, but I love a certain type of smart people. Uh, I love word smart people. And the third thing everyone should know is that um, my new play is opening in three days. Well, that's exciting, isn't it? It is very exciting. So we're really busy right now. Awesome. Yeah. I, I just want to make a point, Ross. Um, how many episodes? Uh, how, how, we're almost we're nearing 100 episodes and I still can't ask three things about yourself. That everyone, I still can't do it. I, can't, I still can't ask our guests properly. Like, can you tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know? Maybe that's it. You know, maybe because our notes say three things about yourself that everyone should know. So I never know how to freaking start the question. <laughs> Anyways, that's just me. That's just me laughing at my own inability to even run a podcast. <laughs> almost 100 almost 100 episodes in so with marcio's faults and uh, <laughs> problems aside uh you've gone from apple orchard farmer which is a pretty yes. cool job in itself uh to an actress and playwright in the past eight years uh, I have. can you tell us a little bit about why you changed paths and maybe a few of the things that you've learned along the way um why i changed paths well i wrote a play for my friend margaret annis um and I submitted it to an, a national playwriting competition when I was still living on the Apple Orchard in Foxborough, Ontario. And I got shortlisted and then I won. And it, it was the first play I had ever written. So I spent four days in St. John's, Newfoundland with some amazing Canadian artists, um, Des Walsh, Ruth Lawrence and Chislett. We were on CBC radio. We drank lots of Cointreau. And when I flew home, um, I just thought, I really want to spend the rest of my life telling stories that are going to empower girls and women. And so we sold our farm and we moved here. 
we just sold everything. <laughs> Pretty scary. Yeah, it's a bold move, but it's inspiring to to completely change your life to do what you want to do because you only have one, as far as we know. Well, you get caught stirring the oatmeal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You end up, oh, garbage night, time to put out the compost. Oh, another bill. Oh, garbage night, time to put out the compost. Oh, another bill. You get caught in that, and all of a sudden you look and you go, oh, my God. Like, my life's passing by. And yeah. uh, sometimes I, I think I'm really I'm really big on taking risks. I think everyone should take risks. Yes. And uh, the bigger the risk, the better. And the scarier it is, if it's not scary, it's not a risk. Oh, I love to hear you say that. <laughs> no, I love because, to hear you say that. Yeah, well, you're going to, you know, selling my life. We basically, I quit my career I, and I uh, left our friends behind. We took three children out of school. We sold our farm. Moving here to a big city you know, I felt it was sort of like jumping off a cliff mm -hmm. and you really need to have faith that you're either going to grow wings or land somewhere soft, you know, because w mm -hmm. if you don't take the risk, then you end up just during the oatmeal. Now, how did your kids react to the move? Because I have yeah. two kids myself, you know, and that's something I always think about how, you know, they're still very young, but particularly when they're in school and, and, and uprooting them, you know, how did that impact and was, do they love living? Uh, where you guys live now or what? Well, they were pretty resilient to moving because, uh, resilient and resistant, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because kids are pretty resilient, but they had a, we had a great life and, you know, and, and I hate to talk in a bunch of platitudes, but I am going to say this platitude. The biggest enemy of a great life is a good life. And we had a good life. My kids had a good life. They didn't realize that moving here to a big city, they'd make better friends and they'd, they'd really grow as people because there's a lot more opportunity. Um, I love the country and I miss my friends every single day uh, <laughs> to anyone who's I'm listening. Sure, I'm sure they're watching <laughs> or they will be watching when this airs. Uh, I miss them every day, but there's lots of opportunities in this city that just aren't there. There's a different type of opportunity in the country, you know. There's some there's a really quiet, gentle beauty in the country. And the mornings really mean it. And night times really mean it more. Yeah. But in the city there's so many for every ear of corn, that's a person here in the city. And yeah. it's an idea. Well you know yeah. what both both lifestyles appeal to me. I, I when I was a kid I actually couldn't stand the idea of living on a farm or, or out in the country. But now as I've gotten a little older, it actually really appeals to me. Although there's this dichotomy because, you know, the artist in me needs to be in a big city. You know what I mean? And there's the, like you said, the opportunity that's where everything is. You're, you're not going to move to the country and, and be able to walk out your door and do what you have to do. You're going to have to travel constantly. So there's this dichotomy in me and I'm sure I feel it in you too. You know, both have its appeal and both are wonderful for their own reasons. You know, I feel like personally living out in the country is probably the best thing you can do. And, you know, it's just, there's a quietness and there's a, there's a, there's a sense of community, but then for career wise, you need to be in a big city. You need to be. Yeah, but you know, there's a misconception to living in the city and the country. I thought when we lived in the country, you know, I would grow my armpit hair and bake songs. <laughs> I don't and even grow my armpit hair. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> you know, I just thought I would like be Mother Earth. Yeah. And no, no, 
it's not like that in the country. If there's a lot of snow in the country and a lot of space. And in the city, there's a lot of people and it's really expensive and crowded. Yeah. You know, um, but you know, artists, yeah, there's pros and cons. Yeah, exactly. Artists. I think people can live artfully like in the, in the country when I, when I wasn't writing and I wasn't acting, I feel that I lived artfully anyway. Mm. And I, that word artist is, uh, people, when I, uh, I only let other people call me an artist because it's not up to me to call myself an artist. Not yet, you know, not even, even though my plays keep winning awards, that, that word, do you know what I mean? See, I've never had a problem. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, uh, maybe I don't know if that's pretentiousness or narcissist. I don't know what it is, but I totally, I refer to myself as an artist because an artist creates an artist. You, you're creating something from nothing and you're create. doing yeah, but this yeah. is different. Like you're, you know, if you're, I feel like, you know, I don't know if you're creating something, if you're creating art, I, I'm not going to explain, I'm being redundant here, but you know, you're putting something out there in the world that, uh, see, I'm going to, you can say something back to, I'm gonna, you're putting something out in the world that's going to change someone or you're putting some, but you're doing it in a creative way. Uh, how do I, oh geez, how do I, diff, I'm, see, what I do you stop. think, Ross? What do you think? Uh, <laughs> Come on, audience. Yeah. Voice mm. <laughs> your opinions in, uh, in our in our Facebook and Twitter comments here. I, I think it's okay. I think if you feel yourself that you're an artist, then Absolutely. go ahead and call yourself an artist. But if you don't feel that you're an artist, then then don't call yourself an. I think kind of yeah. just depends what you feel. What you're if you yeah. think what you're putting out yeah. there is 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 art, then you're an artist. But if you feel that what you're doing isn't art, then then you you probably don't consider yourself. I guess an artist. For, for me, it's kind of like against that idea that you have to attain something to be an artist. It's the same idea of like I love I, I love uh, Zen Buddhism and that whole idea of a- attaining enlightenment. A lot of Buddhists don't believe that that's even that's only for the Buddha. But I think that's a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? For me, yeah. it's like that's for everyone. If you can if you can you know learn to be in the moment and you know just um, kind absolutely. Of so I think that call, call yourself you are an artist, Donna. Call, okay. You don't need. You can call yourself an artist. Don't don't be afraid of being called uh, being pretentious. If you call that, you are. That's what you well, are. For years, I called myself a meat packer. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because when I would tell people I'm a meat packer, they never said, "What kind of meat do you pack?" <laughs> Whereas saying I'm an artist, saying I'm a theater maker, saying I'm a filmmaker and a novelist, it's such a you know I can. I, I, I can look around. Everybody seems to be a theater maker, a, a novelist, a filmmaker. I don't know. I just, I kind of just want to do the work. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it as much as, you, you know. You go on the wrong show. <laughs> That's all we do here. <laughs> okay. That's another question. <laughs> well, uh, tell us about your novel, A Yarn of Bone and Paper. Yeah, uh, thank you for asking me. It's the love of my life. Um, my novel is, is uh, it's right now with Penguin Random House, the, the manuscript, um, which is pretty exciting. And it's about a girl who slowly realizes that the people raising her are not human. Um, and I really, you know, they say, write what you know. And when we had the farm, we lived very close to this very mysterious kind of tunnel that led to a sort of a secret opening in a meadow. And so I thought, what would happen if, if that was a way to get in and out of this place called Pharaoh, this whole land I've created. And this, it's, it's all of my plays, my novel included, they're all 
to, for girl power. I, I believe that girls and women were not where we should be yet. Um, so I created this um, species of people called the Pharaoh. And when they come through the, the tunnel onto our side, they form these ropes on their backs. So if you clip the ropes off, they're like hollow bird claws. And if you clip their ropes, they can disguise as you or, or me. And you, Ross, or you, Marcio, you could be a pharaoh, and so could I. And Maybe so I it, am. You, you never know. If you've got shoulder blades, you could be. I do. There you go. Are you sure? Are you sure, Ross? <laughs> I'm sure, are you sure. As far as I know, they are shoulder blades, yeah. <laughs> then you might be. So you're yeah. just on the on the brink of something really right big happening edge. here. Oh, that's so yeah. exciting to have you on right now. <laughs> no, I've I've got a question for you. you know, we have a uh, we have a lot lot more I'd say American uh, musicians and actors on the show than than Canadian. Hey, Ross, oh. I know we want to get a lot more uh, from our own countries. Not that it matters. Yeah. We, we want to share art from from all over the world. But uh, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit of your insight on working in the Canadian film industry and uh being an author in canada and just how you know what have your experiences been like and you know what do you have to say to particularly um canadian artists who want to to want to pursue their dreams in canada well i would say um i would say it's frontier town right now with the internet i mean i i personally don't know any actor who isn't also either uh, writing a, a short film or into song writing. And you, you have to be um, multitasking now as an artist in, uh, in Canada. Or you can uh, multitask. And that's actually the, the great thing is that you don't have you to narrow it down. You I don't, don't have to narrow it down. You shouldn't have to. If you're an artist, if you're, there's the word again. And if you want to create, just create. Yeah. And, and, you know, my acting coach, he says to me, Donna, cream rises to the top which gives me great hope because as a middle-aged woman, um, it's a whole different ball. It's a whole different playing field from younger actors. How so? Well, because, and understandably, understandably, I understand the way it's been explained to me is that casting directors, they have people they work with. And those women who are my age, they've been doing it for 20, 25 years. Right. So they want to work. They've established working relationships with those women. Someone like me comes on into, the, into this stage and, and they kind of don't want to meet me. So, you know, I just keep leaning into the universe and doing the work that comes my way. You know, when you hear people go, Oh well, I chose that script because it was really good. It was really meaty, yeah, yeah. and I go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I I'm just so grateful. I just shot a, a, a commercial for Viagra just nice. before Christmas, and I got hired. They're paying me double scale. I do the work. It feeds my theater. Um, you know, I'm shooting two commercials a year right now, and I do a few small indie films. And I would say for any actor in Canada. Just go out and do the work, you know, look for the work, network, write your own stories, write the, write the roles that aren't being made available to you. Do you enjoy doing commercials? I do. It's yeah. really fun. And, and there's usually cake. <laughs> well, Sign I mean, up. I was going to say, I, I think Ross yeah. just won over right there. Yeah, definitely. Get into commercials. Cake, pie, great. <laughs> 
That's funny. So, uh, I mean, I guess we kind of covered it a little bit, but um, for any actors who are just getting started in the business, whether mm. they're, you know, just out of school or if they're, you know, you know, they've been doing something else for 10 years and they've just decided time for a change. I want to go into acting. Right. What would be the, the advice that you would give them? Like maybe one thing that you uh, didn't know when you got started. What I didn't know when I got started, I would say, do your homework, find out who the best agents are and go have faith in yourself, you know, get feedback from other people. Um, find out, you know, what kind of acting you're good at. Uh, I don't think anybody's good at everything. Right. right. Um, so I would do my homework, find a great, a the best agent you can. I would go to the library, find a play, um, get the rights from Samuel French or whoever it is, put on a play, invite the best people you can, invite the press, and you'll be, you'd be amazed. You know, this, this Friday, mm. my new play called A Mickey Full of Mouse is opening at the Red Sand Castle Theatre here in Toronto, and we're, we're, we're sold out. Um, which is great. Like if you build it, they will come as an actor. Too many of people I hear are sort of sitting back waiting for the phone to ring. Mm. And that's not an actor. That's a person waiting for the phone to ring. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to, an actor has to act like a musician has to make music. So go out, go out and act, you know, find a play that you love or write a play that you love even more or just, and, and when I started, I did every student film I could. Um, yeah, just keep. Well, that's doing that's what a great. That's that's really smart because people are just starting out. I mean, you don't know where they're going to be in five, ten years, and you know, yeah. that's a great relationships to build up. You know, um, is to get working. Like I, I often work with uh, uh, people fresh out of film school. Um, or students on music videos. I, I, I direct, but often I'll co-direct with them or, or bring them in because it's a win-win for everyone. It gets them the experience and, you know, I'm not paying nearly as much as I would normally have to pay for something or not paying at all, usually, you know, and it's, uh, it's a really a win-win because they're talented yeah. and they're hungry more than like really, well, I, I, not... They're not hungry like like someone when they get a little bit older and they really need it, but they're they're excited. They're they're fresh. You know what I mean? And so I would I would definitely um I would definitely recommend people work with students or people yeah. fresh out of film school. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I would say if people aren't hungry, they should ask themselves why they're not. Yeah. Well, you know what you I know? mean. I meant I meant I meant it's uh, good to be hungry. Yeah. For, for oh, work. It's great. absolutely. I think you get hungrier as you get older, though. Because you start realizing, to me, I think you start realizing that there's not all the time in the world to do what you want to do, mm -hmm. you know, and you really go for it. I don't know. That's just me. And I think I think I can feel that from you, too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just so fun to be playing roles that I dream of. Mm -hmm. You know, um, th this new play opening Friday, it's about two women who fall inside a snow globe and... Um, oh they're doomed to stay there forever unless they get to the other side of a very painful childhood memory. Wow. Um, and I get to play these wonderful roles that, you know, I could only, I watch on Netflix when I'm watching the movies. And so now I get to do it, you know? Yeah. And I'm also, because I'm working daily um, with the literary agent on the novel um, between those two and auditioning just about, 
I think on average about two times a week I go for auditions. Um, that, you know, three kids, two rescue dogs, a rescue cat, a part-time job at Ryerson University. I'm pretty busy. What do, what do, you, what do you do at Ryerson? I'm a simulator. Which is? Which is, <laughs> well, they hire professional actors uh, for when, um, how do I put it? So, say you're graduating from the law program. There are more um, articling students than there are articling positions available. So they hire us to play a role. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. It's not only law. It's also nursing, social work. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Are you ready for 20 questions? Yes. Let's do this. Coffee okay. or tea? Coffee, tea. Or, coffee or tea? Tea. Meat or veggies? Yes. <laughs> TV or Netflix? Oh, Netflix. <laughs> Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. <laughs> yoga or yogurt? Oh, yogurt. Uh, rub it on my, my thighs rather than do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Montreal or Toronto? I'm from Montreal. Montreal. Ex Machina? I can't say that. It's Ex Machina. It is, it's not. It's no, Machina. We talked about this it's Machina. It's, I'm it's going to say Ex Machina or You Me Them. <laughs> uh, you Me Them. Okay. Missy Higgins or Beyonce? Missy Higgins. Apple? We ride. Pardon? Mm-hmm. We, we ride. Have you heard We Ride? Uh, uh, no. I used to listen to Missy, Missy Higgins all the time, so I probably have. I'll need to go back and, and listen again. Yeah. Apples or pomegranates? Oh, definitely pomegranates. Messy, juicy, seedy, <laughs> bitter, sweet, great. <laughs> Canada or Scotland? Scotland. Never been, but there's fairies there. You're a Canadian who picked Scott. Oh my gosh. I cannot Sorry. believe this. But our Sorry, national animal is the unicorn as well. I so I mean, there's this. even, you know, oh even more reason. Oh my gosh. I need a unicorn in oh. my life. Theater or film? You know, yeah, I'm going to say theater because, but it's like holding holding a unicorn to do theater. It's so ethereal, you know. Yeah, it's like holding a, a holding smoke in your hand. I love it, but it's so it's so wispy and hard to hold on to. I love both, but I, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with the permanency of things. So I love well, yeah. permanency over the next how many years until there's another medium and uh, half of the movies are forgotten. But I love how film is just permanent. You can re- have that experience again and again. But that's more as a, as a viewer, right? Mm-hmm. As an actor, there's theater. Really, nothing's like theater. The adrenaline, the, the fear. That rush. <laughs> it's a, the, yeah, it's terror. It's actual terror. Yeah, it actually yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, you know, we People were, in- were like, this sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> the pure fear and terror. It's been a while for me. But it feels so good when you're done. It's like, yeah. you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. that was good. Yeah. 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 Lobster or spaghetti? Oh, God. Lobster spaghetti. <laughs> Education or experience? Definitely experience. Agreed. Yeah. Acting or writing? On medication, writing, <laughs> but without medication, <laughs> I love the acting. <laughs> Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Oh, who? <laughs> who 
who's the second guy? <laughs> Michael Bolton? Uh, you don't know who Michael Bolton is? Oh, he has, like, hair. <laughs> well, he yeah. used to. Now it's really rare. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, Michael Jackson. Of course. He's, he's the genius. Yeah, he was. And is. Yeah. Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? <laughs> <laughs> are, are they related in some way? They're kind of cool well, opposites. They could be, yeah. Well, uh... Celine Dion. She 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 works very hard. Yeah. Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? You know, Ricky Gervais has He's a, loco. He is loco, but Ricky Gervais has a, a, a home in Canada. Does he really? So I'm gonna say Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah. Where? And he's saucy and he's handsome. Where in Canada? What problem? I think in Ontario. Really? Yeah. Why would he chew? why would he chew? Well, I guess it's cold enough out there. Like you think he would get a home in like L.A. or somewhere where like somewhere I think hot. He, he might. He probably I, has I, one I there too. Nothing. Probably. Well, it's Ricky Gervais. He's worth like hundreds of millions. Yeah, like, of dollars. I'm sure he has a home like million. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's apparently a very, very intelligent and kind man. So I would sure. go with Ricky Gervais. Not that Ricky Martin isn't, but and I love his music too. I don't. You don't? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> You should yeah, have edited that out. No, no, I just don't. Oh. I mean, nothing against him personally. I just doesn't do it for me. Ricky Gervais, I am a fan though. Yeah. Yeah, we do like him. So we also like things that rhyme. So whale or kale? Whale. Is that, Bette Midler? Is that the answer? It can be. Sure. Okay, whale. Bet Midler or the Riddler? Midler. She's a genius too. And the final question is, but, but, but remember, we did do some uh, acting workshops together, and that's how we met. Uh, so keep that in mind when you answer this next question. <laughs> Ross or Marcio? <laughs> Making our guest uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> is there a right answer? Yep, Marcio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marcio! She she knows what's good for her. <laughs> that sounded bad. All right. So, I like you, Ross. You know Thank what? You. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. Everyone He's says fine. they like me, but He's no one picks me, it. you know. You know what? Ross used to win all the time for like the first like fifty episodes we did, and then people started wising up, so that's <laughs> I think they just so, feel bad for you. Oh, you're an ass. No, Ross is okay. I hate to admit it on the show, but he's okay. And he's got okay. cute hair. Yes, he does Thank have. Fa- he does. If there's anything he does, it's it's. He's got great hair. It's the only thing. <laughs> there's anything. <laughs> you know, we haven't done this in a while because uh, we just haven't done this in a while. But do you have any uh, film recommendations? Uh, hopefully, something Canadian would be really great. If you had something that um, you think everyone should just check out. Oh my. God, Marcio. Yes. Well, I'm going to say any of Mark Datwin's films. Okay. Because he's a a relatively unknown. He keeps winning, you know, uh, basted uh, white lock. He keeps winning an international film awards like crazy. Um, He's a friend of mine. Uh, And I know how hard he works. Yeah, so any of Mark Datwin's films, Mad Resilience sure. films, yeah, they're all Canadian, and uh, those folks work harder than anyone I know. 
Awesome. And I think everyone needs to go check you out at DonnaWhiteman.com. That's D-A-W-N-A-W-I-G-H-T-M-A-N.com. Your Twitter is Donna Whiteman and your Facebook is Donna.Whiteman. My Facebook? My Twitter is Donna, is it? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> we correct us if we're wrong. Maybe Ross screwed up here or something. No, no, no. It's, it's no. all good. It's all good. No, we, yeah. know, we know your social links better than you do. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and as for me, I am working on my second solo album, and you can hear my music at marcianovelli.com. Do it. I also recently released my award-winning documentary, Walking Proof, which chronicles the making of my debut solo album, and you can now watch it for free because I'm nice like that at marcianovelli.com slash walking proof you can admire the wonderful websites that ross created for me make sure to follow me on twitter facebook instagram and spotify which are all slash marcinovelli and say hi and i will say hi back and then maybe we'll start a conversation and i'm working on websites for various artists at the moment you can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk you'll find me on twitter and instagram as electric kiwi and on facebook i'm electric kiwi design this episode was brought to you by chris keaton Alyssa parma buck naked soap company and social surge all links are in the show notes so make sure to check each and one of them out each and every one of them out because they're awesome for sponsoring the show and they are just all awesome as individuals and what they stand for so do it and if you want to join that awesome group of sponsors and be awesome yourself you can visit uh, patreon.com slash bridge the atlantic we say awesome so much on this show ross in <laughs> fact our audience is that's why i said it i said it because point. i noticed how much you were saying it there uh, no, I just I thought I would awesome. add to it. You are for saying awesome so much. Awesome is a fun word to say. And it shows just how much we do not use a thesaurus on a daily. <laughs> Maybe you can help us out, Donna. Can you give us a few synonyms for awesome that we can start putting into the show, into our vocabulary? We should start like unicorn as a synonym for awesome. So okay, it's like, now, you're yeah, just, now you're just like doing unicorn, shit, like completely changing a whole like <laughs> blowing my mind here. All right, maybe I challenge our audience to give us a few words, please. And I know we can look this up, but we're too busy. So, just <laughs> our, our challenge, our audience, give us some words that we can use. You know, awesome has become such an automatic response for me. You know, because yeah. it's just so awesome to say awesome. So, um, give us a few synonyms. Give us a few things you'd like to hear us uh, say on the show. And if you want to be as awesome as Donna here. <laughs> So awesome again. As unicorn as uh, Donna. Yeah. If you yes, exactly. If you then maybe uh, let us know if we should start using unicorn in place of awesome because I'll do it. I don't give a shit. I'll do it. Okay. Sounds good. I want to mention my sponsor. Can I? Um. Sure. We'll probably cut it out. But go. Ahead. Uh, <laughs> nice. We've been sponsored by the real estate brothers Sean and Dylan Provence, who have paid for everything for this next show, and we owe them everything and we want to say thank you awesome thank unicorn you. Yeah. unicorn unicorn, unicorn. unicorn. Yeah. you are a unicorn please come back and we wish you all the success in the world uh we really do you're you're a wonderful person thank you if anyone needs a mom you can message me <laughs> what does that mean i like to be people's mom <laughs> that might, might be the strangest way we will ever end an interview thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic if you like what you heard please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes you can also find us on YouTube Facebook Twitter and Instagram so connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show thanks for being awesome and we'll see you next week
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.